This is Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison from Asset Protection Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 25 years of experience in the financial industry, Gary provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison. Hello and welcome back to Wealth Talk. This is Gary Garrison from Little Rock's Asset Protection Wealth Management. And we are here again this week. We're very fortunate to have Tony Shore, our co-host. Tony, how's it been going? Oh, it's been going great, Gary. In fact, I've been excited all week about the show. We get together every week and do the show together and have a lot of fun. So it's great to see you. Thanks for having me on. And I'm excited about our show today. But how have you been? Before we jump into that, What's going over on over there at Asset Protection Wealth Management? Well, we have a lot going on here at APWM. We are real excited. We've hired a new employee, and her name is Jessica Wiseman, and she is doing a fantastic, phenomenal job. So uh, we're real excited about her and her future here. That's so excellent. So any of you listeners today that want to call in, just ask for uh, Jessica, 501-225-9045. She'll be happy to schedule a consultation or a visit or a review or anything of that nature. Or if you just want to call in and talk about the things we talked about on today's show, that would be great. So that's one thing new. We've got um, a lot of workshops coming up. Got one down in my Shreveport office uh, in about a week. And we've got two here in Little Rock in about three or four weeks. So these will all be on our website for all you listeners today. You can go and check those out or just give us a call and we'll let you know how to attend the next workshop. All right, and what's that phone number and web address one more time? Sure, 501-225-9045, and you can call or text that number. And our website is apwealthmanagement.com. That's apwealthmanagement.com. Yeah, and at the website, before we jump into today's topic, I wanna remind our listeners, that they can listen to this show if they miss something or past shows if they want to look up a topic they want to hear more about uh, they can go to the website apwealthmanagement.com and go to the radio show page portion of the of the website and they can listen to these shows or they can subscribe to the show via itunes google play or spotify there's links right there to uh, do that or they can just go directly to spotify or itunes and uh, type in, you know, type in Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison, and it'll pop right up there, and they can subscribe. That way they can get it uh, when it's new every week. Well, I want to tell you, that's actually a good idea, and we have more and more of our clients and listeners do that. You know, it's hard to sometimes be available to listen to the show when it's live, and so people are going to our website and listening to the podcast at their convenience, you know, when it's a good time for them. So I appreciate you bringing that up, and that's something I encourage everybody to do. Yeah, and before the show, you were telling me that today you wanted to talk about how we can avoid phone scams, as well as, if we get time, talk about the mechanics of tariffs, because we hear a lot about tariffs lately. And both these topics, um, phone scams and tariffs, have been in the news, haven't they? Well, you're right. And today, I wanted to address two topics that have been in the news a lot lately and examine how they can potentially impact 
all of our listeners today. While phone scams and tariffs don't have much in common, they both have the potential to create chaos for our finances, and we, we know that. We know people that get phone scammed and, and hacked and those type of things, and so we're gonna talk about that today. But with that in mind, we wanna first dive into an examination of some common phone scams. We'll be talking about some scams highlighted in a recent Reader's Digest article called, Watch Out, These 10 Phone Scams Could Steal Your Money. Our goal here at Asset Protection Wealth Management is to give you information that can help you avoid falling for these type of scams. Now look, phone scams are definitely an increasing problem. I'm gonna talk about that here in a minute. According to a September of last year press release from firstorion.com, now that's a company designed to provide transparency and communication. Listen to this, 50% of US mobile traffic will be scam calls in the year 2019, which we're in. So arming yourself with knowledge about different types of phone scams could be useful in keeping your financial information safe. Yeah, and I mean, that stat is incredible That's to unbelievable. me. That's unbelievable. Yeah, 50% of all mobile calls this year will be scams. That sounds awful. Well, it is, and you know, with all these robocallers and, and different things, I mean, it's just so easy for these people to do that and take advantage of all of us. And so things like this that can impact my clients um, and just all the people listening today, I want to bring that out to their attention so that you can hopefully protect yourself from that. Yeah. And, you know, not only are there a lot of scam phone calls, but there's really many different types of phone scams. The first one mentioned in the Reader's Digest article is the Can You Hear Me scam. Now, this con is designed to record your voice when you answer yes. The recording can then be used to claim that you agreed to something that you didn't. One way to avoid this is to answer in a full sentence. Reader's Digest actually suggested using, I can hear you just fine instead. Well, and that seems so innocent because we all remember that classic commercial with the, can you hear me now line? <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I guess it would be easy for people to get confused then and give the scammers exactly what they want in response. Well, you know, Tony, that that is a very memorable commercial. Yeah. You know, the, the next scam is especially prevalent during tax season. Uh, the caller will pretend to be an IRS agent threatening legal action if you don't pay a balance immediately. We've I've gotten those. I mean, we've all heard Oh, them. yeah. I have, too. You know, they may even ask you to confirm your personal information. This is a scam. The IRS only uses official letterhead that is mailed to you in a letter for communications. As a matter of policy, they won't call you. Even if you feel the call may be legit, hang up and call the IRS directly. If you do have an issue, the official phone number should connect you with the appropriate department. So anytime somebody says they're calling and they're from the IRS, just hang up. Yeah, so to repeat, the IRS will never call you on the phone. They always send a letter instead. Correct, Tony. But while the IRS won't call you, your bank might. So how do you know if these calls are legitimate? Perhaps your bank is calling to verify recent transactions on your card. You can safely answer yes or no to these questions, but don't provide any additional information. If they ask for further details, just hang up. Flip your bank card over and call the customer service number. They can verify then if the call is legitimate. So that makes a lot of sense to do it that way and take that extra step 
to be sure it's not a scam rather than than to get scammed so be sure and do that call call your call your bank and make sure they were the one that called yeah yeah that's that's really key right there and i'm sure when somebody seems to know a lot of information about you it makes it seem more legitimate well that's something that scam artists are counting on that's what they use you know another tactic involves curiosity curiosity is hard to resist on the one ring scam plays that play into that your phone will ring, but just once. The scammers want you to call back, call back out of curiosity so they can confirm that your number is working. They may answer or call you back later and flip the script by asking you why you called them. Then in your confusion, they can try and get important personal data out of you. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. It feels like a dirty no. trick to confuse and overwhelm people like that. Well, and technology, as we all know, can be frustrating and confusing and you know, gosh, scammers use those emotions to con you out of your data. Now, in the next scam, you could receive a call from someone claiming to be from a major technology company like Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, or even your local internet provider. They may ask if you've had computer or phone problems recently. And then they may offer to fix the problem by having you download the software or their app. This malware will then slow down your computer or phone, potentially steal your sensitive information. If you have problems that require tech support, hang up and call the company directly. And I know I know how this works. Um, I've known people that this has happened to, and a lot of us have our bank apps and um, credit card apps and things like that on our phone. So if they can hack into your phone uh, and you have maybe saved your password and your login information, it can be a real problem. So we want to alert all you listeners today to make sure that that doesn't happen to you well yeah and that's 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 not good it seems to be a trend though incoming calls used to confuse and steal information or maybe to influence someone who's vulnerable on the other end of the line Uh, i know they target seniors or people who might not uh, know technology as well well and one of the most disturbing phone scam scams involves a call claiming to have a loved one held against their will. Yeah, I've heard about that. This could be a child or a grandchild, and the scammers may even play on your emotions with dramatic acts like someone screaming in pain in the background or pleading for help. Now, in these scenarios, it could be easy to let your emotions carry you away. So try to contact the loved one another way. Gather as much information from the caller as possible. If they're willing to stay on the phone and help you confirm a monetary transaction, it's quite possible that they're a scammer and not a kidnapper. Kidnappers rarely stay on the phone for long, so if they're willing to hold while you get your wallet, it should be a red flag. Now, we have a few more phone scams to talk about, but I know we must take a quick break. Yeah, you're actually right. Our time is almost up for this segment. Gary, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yes, preparing for retirement can be an important part of your financial process. We encourage all you to listen uh, listening today to go to our website at apwealthmanagement.com or give our call, give our office a call or text at 501-225-9045 and be sure and do that and be sure and try to schedule um, coming into our workshops. They're wonderful. They're very educational. And stay tuned because we're going to be right back with more of Wealth Talk and our host Gary Garrison after this. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. 
When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Asset Protection Wealth Management. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 501-225-9045 or visit us at apwealthmanagement.com. Welcome back to Wealth Talk. I'm Gary Garrison, right here from Little Rock's Asset Protect. We're talking about phone scams and different things to be concerned about relating to those. And we're referring to an article in Reader's Digest that says, watch out, these 10 phone scams could steal your money and even your identity. Our goal today is to give you information that can help you avoid falling for these type of scams. We covered a few different types of scams during our first segment, Tony, and we have a few left to cover here in our second segment. Yeah, I want to dig into that, but uh, real quick, as a reminder to our listeners out there, if you're just joining us, or maybe you missed part of the first segment or want another chance to review some of what we've talked about, you can always uh, download each of our episodes or listen to them. Uh, Just go there and click play and listen to them at apwealthmanagement.com and go to the radio page. Great point, Tony. Those previous episodes can be a valuable resource. Now, in the first segment, we mentioned several phone scams that can seem very legitimate. Another type of scam the article mentioned is jury eligibility. A target may receive a call that claims that they're up for jury duty. The scammer will then ask them to confirm some personal information. What they're trying to do is steal sensitive information. Now, as we mentioned earlier, the best way to combat this is to attempt Uh, is to hang up and then call the phone number associated with the official department or courthouse, etc. Don't ask the caller for a number to call them back. If they're legitimate, you should be able to call them through their official number to confirm. Yeah, I I think that's a good point with all these Mm -hmm. phone scams. uh, If, you know, especially things like the IRS, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, None of those companies or organizations will ever call you on the phone for any reason. So if somebody calls and says they're with Microsoft and wants you to give you the, the you know wants you to give them their your information so they can fix your computer, that is a scam. My mother-in-law fell for that one, and they got oh, really? all her information. Yeah, yeah, wow. and it sounds a lot like the same IRS and bank scams you mentioned earlier in the first segment. Yeah, and I want to take a minute, uh, Tony, to talk about uh, a phone scam that my own mother got taken advantage of about three years ago. She got a phone call, and my my son's voice was recorded on this call. So it sounded like my son calling his grandmother and said that he – I don't remember the details, but something about something had happened. He'd been in an accident, and he needed $1,500. And, of course, my grandmother was like, well, that's – you know, that's him, so I'm going to help him. And there was some sort of green card or something you could go to the grocery store and get that's like cash. She did it, and she fell for the scam. So she lost $1,500. Oh, no. Just trying to help her her grandson. So that I tell you, so they're very, sad. yeah, I mean, they're very legitimate. They sound very real, and you just have to be so, so careful. And I think these ideas of giving these places a callback is a great idea. Say, you know, well, excuse me, I'm going to, I'll call you back here in a minute. Um, and then call the legitimate organization or company or bank or whatever that you thought called you. Yeah. I mean, the attempt is the same no matter what kind of smokescreen or disguise the scammer uses. IRS, banks, jury duty, or even something like a sweepstakes giveaway. Incoming calls asking for your personal information 
especially your Social Security number or financial account information, should always be treated with caution. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a healthy dose of skepticism is a really valuable weapon, as you've said, against phone scams. Well, that's very well put, Tony. That brings us to the final phone scam we're going to discuss today that time permits. As we mentioned before, scam artists will prey on confusion. They'll try to scare They'll use uh, scare tactics, and they will at times also take advantage of an individual's charitable nature, just like they did with, with my mother years ago. Scammers can impersonate charities, political parties, lobbyists, and nonprofit organizations, or even alumni associations. They'll use your charitable nature against you and ask for donations over the phone. While you may want to donate to any of these type of organizations or groups, it's appropriate to ask them to mail you more information or to hang up and call the number directly. Now, this can be hard for some people. It's not easy to be rude, but it's better to feel rude than to put your financial data and accounts at risk. Right. Are there ways, though, we can check up on these charitable organizations? Well, that's a great question, too, Tony. Uh, There are some resources to help you learn more about some organizations. One third-party resource is charitynavigator.org. That's charitynavigator.org, which rates organizations on factors like how much of each donation goes to the cause versus their administrative cost. So Charity Navigator's rating system examines two broad areas of a charity's performance, their financial health and their accountability and transparency. Wow. Uh, That sounds like a really useful resource that could help our listeners research any potential charity that might contact them so they can make sure they're avoiding all the scam artists out there. We've had some good discussions so far today, Tony, and we're talking about phone scams and how they can affect your life and how to avoid some of those type of things from happening. We've had a good first couple of segments. And in this third segment, we're going to talk about tariffs you know you hear a lot about that on the news and we're going to talk about what are tariffs anyway and how might they affect us but if you have a question give jessica a call in our office at 501-225-9045 you can call her or text her or go to our website at apwealthmanagement.com and you can request a consultation they're all complimentary and come on in and get your complimentary rfid card for your purse or wallet So let's start by answering that question and define what tariffs are. Well, tariffs are taxes that the federal government slaps on products that are imported to the U.S. Tariffs are often a percentage of the value of the product that's being imported. Well, yeah, and boy, we've certainly heard this word a lot, especially in the past year when it comes to all these potential trade deals and trade wars going on across the globe, uh, the U.S. and China and Mexico. So could you help myself and the listeners out there understand how the different percentages we hear in the news about tariffs work? Of course, Tony, I'll be happy to. And I'm going to give you an example. Let's say a tariff on a microwave oven is 25% and a foreign company prices that microwave at $100. Due to the tariff, the American company buying that microwave will have to pay an additional $25. This would bring the total cost of the microwave then to $125. So the importer often passes the increased expense onto the consumer who purchased the microwave. So the extra $25 doesn't go to the foreign company selling the microwave. Tariff proceeds go to the U.S. Department of Treasury. 
So the tariff percentage can potentially impact the cost of the goods being taxed. Are, are tariffs a new concept? <laughs> no, not at all. I can remember them for years and years. And according to a Smithsonian.com article called A History of America's Ever-Shifting Stance on Tariffs, tariffs are not a new concept. In fact, they go all the way back to the 1700s. Great Britain charged heavy import duties that increased prices on many desirable goods like glass, lead, paper, and even tea. So I think you can see where this is going. Well, yeah, I feel like you're talking about a certain party in the Massachusetts Bay in the Boston area. Absolutely. And when I was a teenager, my parents took me to Boston to learn all about American history. Never forget the trip. It was fantastic. Still love Boston to this day. But we are going to talk about the famous Boston Tea Party, which we all heard about in junior high school in American history. But that was partly in response to those higher prices from Britain. After the American Revolution, tariffs were a major source of revenue for the new American government. Remember, there wasn't a federal income tax at all until 1913. Tariffs also had a hand in the Great Depression. Many economists uh, economists believe that Herbert Hoover's protectionist move, the Smoot-Howley Act in June of 1930, actually did more harm than good. It was supposed to help the country recover from the stock market crash of 1929, but it made things even worse internationally. Production booms during World War II and the Cold War led the country to enact fewer tariffs and to focus on aligning with a free trade philosophy. This philosophy eventually led to the establishment of the World Trade Organization in 1995. Wow, so tariffs have been around a long time. Why does it feel like they're relatively newer? We're just hearing about them again now. Yeah, uh, since the 2016 election, tariffs have been making a comeback. They've been used as a foreign policy tool as much as they've been used as an economic tool. Tariffs as high as 25% have been levied against imports from China, Canada, the EU or the European Union, South Korea, Brazil, Argentina, and more. This can also affect exports from the U.S. Countries often react to new tariffs by imposing their own products coming from the United States. Wow. So that's why they've been in the news so much lately, the past, especially the past couple of years, right? That's right. And now that we know what tariffs are and what their history is, let's look at how tariffs can affect consumers. According to the magnifymoney.com article we mentioned earlier, consumers generally end up paying two-thirds of the tariff costs. The rest of the tariff is absorbed by the foreign exporters or the U.S. company importing the product. So with higher-end specialized products, the entire cost is sometimes passed on to consumers. And you do hear that mentioned you know, sometimes on the news. Uh, another factor with highly specialized products is that a company might have no choice but to pay a tariff because they can't find the product anywhere else. Then they pass that extra expense on to their consumers. With lower-end products like T-shirts and things of that nature, there's a lot of competition from other countries. So foreign companies often lower their cost to offset tariffs. That means on lower-end, highly competitive goods, consumers typically don't experience the additional tariff cost. Mm. So that's interesting to know, but tariffs have been a long part of the American economy, and currently it seems the era, uh, the era of few tariffs and robust free trading is ending. Tariffs will likely continue to dominate the news as governments increasingly use them as economic tools and follow foreign policy tools. I hope our conversation today 
that we've discussed, at least briefly, has given you more clarity on the mechanics of tariffs, especially since we're hearing them in the news almost every day. Well, it's really helped me. I'll be honest. Before this uh, episode, I knew very little about tariffs. Um, And as usual, our time has flown by. We're out of time for this week's show. Is there anything you want to add before we go? I do. And I want to thank all the listeners today. It's been a highly interesting show, I think. You know, Tony, you and I were looking forward to this show for some time because it's so pertinent today. But I do encourage uh, the listeners out there to visit my website at apwealthmanagement.com or give us a call or text. Uh, You can ask for Jessica, 501-225-9045. And we'll be happy to give you more information to help you make good, sound financial decisions and to protect your financial data. And we'll start for the people that actually come in to see us by giving them a an RFID card, radio frequency ID card, which will block scammers from stealing your credit card information. Tony, thanks again for being here this week. I hope you have a great week. And all you listeners, join us again for another episode of Wealth Talk. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Wealth Talk with Gary Garrison. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gary Garrison at Asset Protection Wealth Management. Call 501-225-9045 or visit the website at apwealthmanagement.com. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Protection Wealth Management, LLC, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through Asset Protection Group, LLC. Asset Protection Group, LLC and Asset Protection Wealth Management, LLC are affiliated companies. Asset Protection Group, LLC, Asset Protection Wealth Management, LLC, and Gary Garrison are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.